This is the Twins Insider Podcast. I am Michael Rand, Lavelle E. Neal III, joining me once again from Florida. Lavelle, how are you? I'm doing well. Everything's great down here. Uh, I'm watching daily workouts here, and um, you know, there's, uh, there's live batting practice going on as we speak. And uh, we're getting closer and closer to the start of uh, the Grapefruit League schedule. And they play, what, the Twins play the Gophers tomorrow, tomorrow being Thursday, and then the real stuff starts, what, Saturday? Friday, Saturday? Oh, uh, Friday. No, um, uh, Gophers play, that's, uh, for some reason, it's the evening game. It's starting okay. at 6 o'clock. Okay. I don't know why. And then uh, then they play at Pittsburgh in Bradenton the next day, and then the grind begins. So, um, so yeah, it's time. They've. It's weird. The position players just started working out Monday, and they're yeah. already playing in the game by Friday. But uh, that's the way uh, Rocco wants to wants to craft this camp. So yeah, um, it's not rocket we'll science. It's not, it's not rocket science. science. I don't even know if we'll see guys like Nelson Cruz or Josh Townsend early on. He probably will be eased in in a couple of weeks. I remember. I don't think Cruz played the first week of games last year. Cruise um, control. Exactly. Exactly. So I, uh, I don't, I don't know if he's going to have Donaldson on that same schedule, um, but um, yeah, he probably needs to take a look at some other players too, some younger guys that maybe need it. You know, when players get injured sure. you know, during the season, um, I don't know how many jobs there is take. To be honest with you, yeah, I that's the thing. I think, I think if you look at a twenty-six man roster, you may have like one bench spot among the position players, and maybe two spots. The bullpen, yeah, um, uh, up for grabs. Maybe depends what type of shape the how he wants to shape that bullpen. But you know, you've already got Duffy, May, uh, Rogers, um, Romo. Sergio Romo, yeah, Tyler Clipper. That's five guys there. And then you've got um, Zach Littell. That's six guys there. <clears throat> so that leaves like two spots. Yeah, and they claim they claim Matt Whistler off waivers. Uh, from the Mariners and sign him to a seven hundred and like seventy thousand dollar contract for next year. Huh. You know, it's almost like it seems like he's kind of expected to be on the roster. Almost Interesting in okay. those situations. So and you got to scramble for like one spot, and then I think I think it's between between Williams Astadillo and J.K. for the final bench spot among the position players because I think A. Ray's going to make the team. And yeah. I think uh, Avila's going to be the backup catcher. That leaves room for two more bench players. Um, I've been missing somebody already. Um, uh, backup catcher A Ray. Yeah. Uh, then Cave and Williams has to, has to deal. And I'm missing one guy. It should be should be a lock in him. Oh, Marwin. I forgot. Yeah, Marwin. So yeah. when you have Marwin and and uh, Avila and A Ray, that's three spots right there. So that's one spot left on the bench for Cave, Wade, Williams, whatever. You know. Yeah. So the daily blow-by-blow about the race for a spot is just not going to be there with this group this yeah, year. which is good. I mean, that's how it should be probably for a team that won 101 games last year and has a lot of the same guys back. I mean, you, you shouldn't have yeah. a lot of roster spots when you do that. You should have roster spots when you are coming off 60-win seasons like they had uh, you know, earlier in the in the last decade. Well, as a, with that kind of as a as a launching point, this is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about you're writing about Max Kepler for Thursday's paper. I want to talk about him and a few other guys who kind of had breakout years last year. You know, Kepler had you know, he'd been fine for a few years, but really, you know, last year the power 
you know, he really had the power surge. And, you know, he got hurt towards the end of the year, but he was tracking for 40 home runs for a while there. Um, guys like him who there's kind of a little bit of pressure, I would think, to, you know, to prove that, you know, that wasn't a one-year wonder that they that they've kind of arrived instead of you know going up and down. So what what do you so let's start with Max? Where where where's where is he at physically, mentally, uh, as he kind of prepares for to kind of build on what was for him a breakout year? Yeah, well, physically feels fine. Bothered by that issue he had late last season. Okay. And, uh, he didn't play much the last week and a half, I believe, of the regular season, and you know probably was limited in the postseason as well. Yeah. So, uh, but he says he's healthy now and. You know, he uh, is looking forward to proving that uh, the last year wasn't a fluke. You know, the thing about Max is that he, he, he's he been patient almost to a fault at times at the plate. But last year, I don't know who egged him on. I don't know if it was James Rawlson or someone else. But I think Kepler was a much more aggressive hitter Yeah, last year. And kind of fit, kind of followed uh, James Rawlson's uh, philosophy of, you know, if you get a strike, go ahead and, and knock the heck out of it, right. regardless of what the count is. And I think I think we saw Kepler hit uh, swing early in the count last year. Yep, I do a lot of damage early in the count. Yeah, and well, that led to like a career year. Um, well, he can, can he take that another step now, or will pitchers like um, make an adjustment and try to throw more junk early in the count? You know, will he be able to fight through all that? So I think on a team with even though James Rousen's gone, right? Uh, he's with the Marlins now as their uh, best coach, offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, offensive coordinator in baseball. <laughs> that's really funny, right? But I think that still leaves someone like um, Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson as good, you know, role models to follow when it comes to attacking pitchers. Right. So I, I see Kepler maintaining that form. The only thing that may stop Kepler from having a bigger year is that you know Trevor Bauer is no longer in the American League. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Where he could just destroy him. It was a five straight at bats. I think he had like four homers and a double or something. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Bauer, who's never shy on Twitter, I think he tweeted something funny about it even. So that was. If you can, if you can, make, finally, if you can make Trevor Bauer laugh, you've done something. Yeah, yeah. When Bauer finally got him out, he like celebrated on on Twitter like it was a great, great achievement. Right. So even he knew. But it showed um, you know, Kepler was. Uh, Kepler was locked in pretty good last year for a stretch there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking, man, this guy has a chance of hitting 40 homers. So uh, if there's a guy who you want to, you know, if you're trying to do an early pick to click, yeah, you know, Kepler could be that guy. He could be a guy that ends up in the All-Star game if he, if he, if he puts himself on a 40-homer pace during the regular season. Is he still their leadoff hitter? Do they? Uh, we haven't really talked much about lineup, but is that how, how do you think they'll line up this year? Is he still in the one spot? Well, Rocco is not tipping his hand. That came up the other day, and uh, he's not tipping his hand at, at what he can do. But you know, I just think the lineup's going to be a moving target all year, sure. just because of the personnel. Um, I've been, you know, and Rocco said when talking about Kepler that you know he reserves the right to use Kepler in the layoff spot. Right? Yeah, surprised that happens a few times. I've been told that Arias is probably going to be the layoff hitter. Yeah, he makes uh, sense. Once, once opening day gets here, it, it wasn't a large. It wasn't the largest sample size. It was kind of like, well, it was, it was a decent sample size. But the man had a three ninety nine on base percentage. Yeah. So, so you're not you're not going wrong. And you, he sees a lot of that. he sees a lot of pitches too. I mean, he he's got that ability to foul off. You got a guy that can work a count out of that leadoff spot is kind of nice to have early in the game. 
Yeah, nothing aggravates, aggravates a pitcher and a leadoff hitter if just fall pitches off a, a bat's alive. Right. Allowing, allowing the, the whole bench to see what that pitcher has that day. Right. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, when he takes a bat, shakes his head about, nope, that's not a strike. <laughs> I'm not going to hit that one, you know. Right. I'm sure uh, some people don't like that either. So, um, the plus, the other thing about the bat order is with Marlon Gonzalez on the bench as an everyday multi-positional player. Right. You're going to see him at third one day, maybe at first another day, maybe in right field a day or left field a day. Yeah. So when he replaces those players, those players, that's going to that's going to force Rocco to jump of the lineup. So I think I think we're going to have about 80 different lineups this year. If yeah. Everybody stays healthy. Yeah. Well, of course, you know, if someone gets injured, that will lead to different lineups as well. But I just I just don't. I don't think that uh, even though you know you may have uh, Arias and Donaldson at the top of the order, that it's going to stay that way very often, just because he's going to move people around. And Rocco's been having conversations with Donaldson about the benefits of taking a day off every now and then. <laughs> Donaldson sounded like that was going to be uh, that may be uh, a little bit of a touchy issue with him because he wants to be out there every day. Right. You know, he wants to play a lot of games, be out right. there for the bulk of the games, and and have an impact on as many games as possible. Rocco said yesterday, I think he said yesterday, that uh, uh, he's had some productive conversations with Donaldson about uh, about uh, how to maintain through a full 162-game season and realizing when there's times that he probably needs a break. So, yeah, and that came up, um, with, that came up at Donald's internal press conference, too, just that he, you know, yeah. the, that, that kind of dynamic between how much he wants to play versus the Twins being having that reputation for giving guys a break. Yeah, it did definitely, it did come up, and uh, you saw then that Donaldson was like, hey, man, I want to be out there every single right. day. You know, so and I asked a question. I was trying to get both those guys to respond to it. I don't think, I don't think Josh ever uh, responded because I think Rocco jumped in. Right. But, you know, this is a club that has a sleep room. So, I mean, now yes. we have to understand how, how this, uh, this organization is caliber- calibrated toward rest right. and recovery. Yeah. So. Uh, you brought up a rise as a potential leadoff hitter. Like, let me swing through him next as kind of those, you know, the players that, you know, broke out. He probably, you know, the the biggest and most surprising breakout last year was definitely him coming up as a rookie doing what he did. Um, his skill set seems to be one that is, you know, maybe immune a little bit to regression, even though he had a pretty high uh, batting average on balls in play. What, what, uh, what do we? What can we expect from him in year two as he tries to kind of maintain what he had going last year? Yeah, that bad damage and ball and play thing can be a, a, a sign of things to come. I remember when Danny Santana, you know, had a <laughs> great year for the Twins. I think he hit like three eighty or something. Yeah, Bob the average, and they came back down to earth, and so did Danny the next year. He wasn't the same, and so um, you have to. That's something you definitely have to watch. But for for Arias, who's not a power hitter. And who can, you know, move the ball around the infield? Yeah. I don't know how. I'm, I I think he's a little immune to that. He's more um, immune. I would, I would agree. Yeah, different yeah, type of hitter. Immune, right? Exactly. Uh, different guy. Because just because of his his uh, hand eye coordination, his bat the ball skills, I think um, puts him in a position where you know, he can still have a decent uh, bat bit average uh, from year to year, just not outrageous one year. You know, so. Um, <laughs> I talked to him during the uh, uh, Twins Fest. And he expressed a desire to hit a few more home runs. You know, okay. I, I know that he's on the Bomber squad. You know, but I think the Twins want him to, you know, focus on what he does well and hit line drives and get on base and, and draw walks. And Edgar Varela, Varela, the new hitting coach, uh, 
echoed that statement and said that, the, yeah, we've talked about that. And they told him, uh, you know, they pointed at that on-base percentage. They told him, for this lineup, that's what we need. You know, but uh, Arias thinks he can at least get to 8 to 10 homers this year. And I'm like, okay, okay you know, during the run of play, if you right. take one over the fence, you know, eight times sure. in 150 games of playing, I, right. I guess you can accept that without trying to muscle up and being a power hitter. Right. So, um, I, I think it's a – you know, I'd be very really surprised if he's not the leadoff hitter on opening day. Yeah, makes based sense. on what I heard, and it sounds like Donaldson has a chance of being the number two hole hitter, okay. which he did some with the Braves and a lot with the Blue Jays. So okay. he's familiar with that spot. So uh, after that, eventually you're going to have to bunch up a right-handed hitter, two right-handed hitters in this batting order. Do you do it with Donaldson and Cruz, or do you do it later uh, with like Garver and Sano? You know, I. And where do you put Polanco? Polanco still takes quality at bat. Yeah, and he can he can draw a walk if he has to, and there's some popping at bat. So yeah, I would be leaning to put him at third and Cruz at fourth. Yeah, fifth with uh, with Garver sixth, Miguel seventh, Rosario eighth, and Buxton ninth. Yeah, that sounds like. Wait, who's eighth? Rosario? Did you say Rosario eighth? Wow. Yes, Rosario. Rosario would be your your. He would be actually the worst position player in that lineup. Uh, Don't tell Eddie that. He's going to come, come fight you if you say that. Don't say that. Well, where would you put him, though? You're not going to bat him anywhere. Should he bat anywhere in the top four spots? No. No. You're going to have Snow, Snow and Garver around, so you bat unless you use him to bring up Snow and Garver. Then you got to figure out the yeah. eight spot and then Buxton. But, uh, I think Eddie and Buxton batting eight nine could be really exciting because then they connect with the top of the order again, which is Arias and Donaldson. Josh Donaldson could drive in 100 runs in the two-hole because the guys like Eddie and Buxton are on the front of him at the bottom yeah. of the order. So. I, just, I think there are some guys that care where they bat in the order and some guys that don't. I think Rosario is a guy that cares, so I think you might, from even if you lose a tiny bit statistically, he might bet fifth or sixth instead of eighth it, just to avoid the uh, the ego or the headaches that might come with that. And I would show Eddie the lineup and go, where – where are you going to hit among these guys? <laughs> Look at this list here, Eddie. This is a 307 home run hitting team, Eddie. But he thinks he's Where? the be- he thinks he's the best. <laughs> so you want to be in front of Kepler? Kepler almost hit 40 homers. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I understand, yeah. I understand, I understand the problem. But it's it's a good problem to have if that's if that's your if that's the bottom of your order. Uh, Mitch Garver, you brought him up too. You get a sense. Um, obviously, last year it was. Not exactly a 50-50 split with him and uh, Castro, but, you know. He forced that with his ridiculous power hitting. What's that? Yeah, I said he forced that with his ridiculous power hitting. Uh, right. Uh, once he started uh, driving balls into the seats, it was pretty much fait complete that Castro is going to be more of a backup guy to, to Garver as the season went along. Right, and so different backup this year, Alex Avila. Um, Garver get a bigger share of the playing time, or do you think they liked the split where he stayed fresh and thought that that contributed to the home run every 10 plate appearances that he had last year? Yeah, I think they'll watch that carefully and air a little bit toward the uh, freshness factor with with Garver. But a lot of it, once again, it depends on what he does with the plate. Yeah. If there was a candidate for a regression, I'd be more worried about Garver than I would be a rise. Sure. Um, and Kepler, to be honest with you, um, because he was just punishing baseballs. What it was, slugging percentage over 600? Yeah, it was ridiculous. 
it was a ridiculous year he had, and I, I don't know. Can he duplicate that again? Um, he became so locked in and was able to get a pitch and not miss. Yeah. And when you're on everything like that, you end up having a 600 slugging percentage. But stacking that, you know, back to back years, that would be amazing to me. I mean, I can see him slugging over 500 again. But sure. Oh man. I yeah. Just, I don't know, but. You know, he made a lot of strikes last year going into 2019, and you know, it sounded like he put in the work to, you know, to keep his swing sharp during the offseason. Yeah. So he's probably uh, planning on doing the same amount of destruction in 2020. We'll see. He does seem like one of those student-of-the-game type guys who, you know, would, you know, try to keep himself, you know, regression-proof as much as possible. But, I, I yeah, the, the power, you know, sometimes those turn into outs. That'll be interesting to watch. Well, Anybody else you're watching for for signs of regression? I mean, Nelson Cruz. We we keep wondering Absolutely. how long he can keep going. But man, I mean, I, I'm never. I'm not going to publicly doubt him after what he turned in last year, which was amazing. It was even better than you could have even expected, uh, based on even based on his his you know his sample size at that age coming in. Um, but you know. There can be a cliff that those guys fall off of, especially if they don't maintain their health. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I, I, yeah, I, uh, I'm a little worried about that one. I mean, the man turns forty on July first, yeah, and uh, eventually father time wins. Yeah, it just depends how how long you can you can hold him off. Now, Cruz is in great shape. He actually said, I think he said he lost like twelve pounds during the off season. Okay, um, uh, so he's in he's he's even a little more fitter. I'm sure he's trying to keep that bat as fast and sharp as possible. But, you know, if he ends up hitting 10 fewer home runs, he still impacts the top. Oh, for sure. I think. For uh, sure. With his, with his presence and his uh, bat taking. And, you know, he, he also will, you know, if he's a, if there's a runner in a square position, he'll slap the ball to the opposite field just to right. get the ball on the ground so the guy can score. Right. So he plays the game. He plays the offensive game right. well. So just by playing the game right, you know, he could fall up. He could fall across 70, 75 RBI. Yeah, it just depends what, the, what you got to do to get those other twenty five RBI to get to a hundred. And uh, he's a pro's pro when it comes to driving and runs. But you know, he's turning forty. You got to expect yeah. some regression. You just can't plan for him to push forty home runs again, uh, can you? It's, that would almost defy logic, you know. Right. Uh, the, the, this man, this old, in this this stage of his career, you know, he's hitting the ball better than he did when he was like twenty six, twenty seven. Right. You know? I mean, he's, you know, he's done it for so many years, you know, as he's approached 40. But, you know, we've watched Jim Tomey had a drop-off in his second year. Um, mm-hmm. Different sport, obviously, but Brett Favre fell off a cliff really fast. Like, it happens at that age. But he, I think Cruz does take really good care of himself. He's a, you know, a prolific napper, which is a huge – I mean, it, we, we joke about it, but that's a big deal. Like, he takes care of his sleep, which is a huge component of staying sharp – um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not going to doubt him until I see it, but, uh, yeah, you know, you gotta go watch someone like that. And it's, you know, he's, he was so big for them last year. Like it's as good as the entire lineup ended up being, there were stretches where he absolutely carried them. Like I remember I was at a, I went to that series in Chicago, uh, twins, white Sox, it was right before the trade deadline when they were kind of scuffling, Cleveland was gaining ground and he, but he had like five or six home runs that series and just absolutely carried them and refused to kind of let any further slippage happens. So he's, you know, that there's there's more guys able to do that. I think Donaldson probably takes a little bit of the, the pressure off of him to have to be that that veteran guy, but uh he's important. He's very important, obviously. 
Yeah, he was. He is the he is the, uh, he is the key component of that offense, but uh, offense that has a, a several a several uh, legitimate contributors. Yeah. It's gonna be fun to watch, man. We'll uh, we'll let's check in next time on some of the you know some of the positional battles once uh, once some of these games actually start happening a little bit and we get a look at some of these guys. But uh, appreciate the chat for now and enjoy the uh, enjoy the sunshine. No problem, man. Thanks for having me on, and I'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Lavelle. All right.